Welcome back to Owen and Brew's Barbecue. Tonight, we're serving up some cold pork. Push <laughs> off that last Jedi I would eat grill. <laughs> I would eat the, the pork. Cause, you know, you, you would. I would, because they're already... I've only heard them make one noise so far, and they're already annoying, annoying me. So. <laughs> I think they believe... They, they probably still taste like chicken. They, they look like they're in the bird family. They probably they're, they're the cutest little annoying things you've ever heard. Well, I'm just hoping they're not going to be the you know this this movie trilogy's Jar Jar, but you never know. Well, t- today we're talking about the or tonight I should properly say because we are these are our fresh live reactions. Uh, just a couple minutes after watching the the new trailer for the Last Jedi uh, that aired on the Monday Night Football. Uh, hoopla and the Fandango Crasho. Before we even get to it, I just want I, I mentioned this point on Facebook. <laughs> I wonder how many nerds tuned in to Monday Night Football for the first time in their life to not only watch the world's worst football game oh of the gosh. season, by the way. Uh, the, the, the score going to the half was 3 2 uh, Minnesota, which is like. For nerds out there who are, are catching up with this, that's not a typical nor good score of a football game. Oh, no. It's actually quite terrible. And then Sean McDonough could not look less thrilled as he was introducing the trailer for The Last Jedi with his uh, First Order Stormtrooper saying to his right. <laughs> I, um, I would be, yeah, I'd be really interested to see the ratings for this. Like, it's probably like, it's the highest rated Monday night football game right? for the first half in probably three years and then after halftime it just drops to nothing <laughs> exactly they're, they're, oh, get, they're getting live um they're getting live uh feeds coming in saying how many people are watching their, their monday night football and what's his name uh um jim cruden uh, or, or cruden coach cruden who's doing the annou- announcing the game tonight he's like well, i don't understand well what's the deal it's 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 minnesota and chicago there's no big deal about this game why are so many people listening oh it's star wars night okay that's why yeah. Um, but then the, the moment finally arrived, and we got to see. I, I see. I thought they're going to make us sit through like the analysts speak about uh, oh. the game performance. And I was like, I can't listen to anybody talk about how terrible a game this has been. Um, so I'm look, just looking forward to get into the, to the trailer. And then, of course, it happened. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, I. I'm sure you guys are exactly the same way I am. Like, it doesn't matter as long if I see, I hear that that ambiance of you know the trailer or any kind of stories with that, and then I, I feel like a kid again every single time I see like something new's got to come out, something new, right? And, yeah, and I, just, I get so excited. But it is, it is kind of like that 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 noise, that music, the 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 keying up of the image of whatever you're going to see. It's like the unwrapping of a candy. You you don't know what it's going to taste like, but you know it's going to be great. So speaking of unknowing what this movie, this t- candy is going to taste like, um, initial thoughts and reactions before we get into the kind of like a scene by scene. What do you guys think? I liked it. Uh, it, was, it was pretty good. Uh, I, I think it definitely had a few misleading cuts in there to kind of make you think as a viewer, yeah. like, oh, this is what's going to happen. But then you're kind of like, that's not really going to happen. Yes. Well played. Yeah. Hmm. And actually, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one, too. And I, I think that. I'd love to hear about whether or not there were last-minute cuts that were made because of the um, what's his name? Who's the what's the director's name again? Oh, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson was like, "Don't watch this. It's gonna be too spoilery." 
When in fact, I didn't think it was that spoilery at all. I mean, that just might be me. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I think his his words meant like a lot of people. Like, I watch it because of you know I'm doing this right now, but people <laughs> who want to go into a movie not knowing absolutely anything, then don't watch it. Don't watch a trailer. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, don't watch trailers. I think that's what he meant more of just like, don't watch it because you'll kind of get an idea of what's going to happen. Yeah. But you don't. Yeah, it's it's still pretty much any anything. I mean, it it definitely had some moments where you're like, oh, this looks like this could go this way. So, yeah, um, I mean, there's there's a couple little quick shots that I was like, ooh, that's surprising. So, I mean, I was shocked they actually put that in there because I was like, oh, I – I mean, we'll get to it when we start breaking it down. But sure. uh, I just was like, oh, uh, I didn't think those characters would meet in the second movie. You know? hmm. um, I, I guess to, to Chris's question, uh, my initial reaction to it was that I liked it better actually than the first. I know we had, we had discussed this on a, a previous podcast that um, I had, you know, that first, pod, that first trailer for The Last Jedi, it was kind of like, yeah, okay, I was really excited to see something, but I, I I don't know, it wasn't quite, it didn't give me the feels maybe as much as this one got me a little bit more excited. Um, yeah, so well, it, was, it was back in April, wasn't it? So Yeah. Well, I got to say, I mean, if you want to go back and compare and contrast uh, the last movie, like the feels that you got was when you heard the voices saying, Chewy, we're home. And that was oh, like yeah. the, that, that was like, that was the moment that that last yeah. trailer got you. Sure. Um, this particular one, it didn't have that. No, I think they tried with uh, with a scene that we were going to depict when we talk about finding uh, my place in this whole thing. I think that's what they're aiming for, but I think it was a it was a miss. But that being cool. said, I still dug it. Man. I, I mean, they, yeah, they had a lot of Luke in it, which they probably were going with that, like trying to get that same Han feel and to it. Alan Alda. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, Alan Alda playing Snoke. Yep, so. Yeah, God, he's a shoe in. He's perfect for that role. Uh, yeah, so the makeup's great. Before I forget about how how ticked off I am right now, I'm going to share it now before I forget when we start talking about this whole thing. So the first thing I do after watching the said trailer, because uh, when the trailer uh, aired, is when tickets went on sale. I've been on Fandango for the last 35 minutes trying to buy two tickets to this movie. I think Star Wars killed Fandango. This is going to be Star Wars Episode Eight, the last Fandango purchase. (laughs) (laughs) See, that joke nailed twice. Before we're talking about before you got on, Nick, and right now when I delivered it, it was aces. Uh, (laughs) It's going to deliver so much more. Yeah, yeah, people right now are like, oh, that guy, this guy said dab humor. It's not even funny. I'm not as good, however, as pulled porg. Pulled porg. What? <laughs> <laughs> it was either pulled porg or pork chop. You know, it it doesn't quite taste like pork, though. If you, if you went with pork chop, maybe Jack would start listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I so, definitely, definitely will go see it in the Chinese theater just because you got to see Star Wars in the, Chi- in the Chinese theater. Yeah, you do. Unless you live anywhere else in the world. <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, when I remember like when um, Star Wars in like 82 or whatever it was, when they showed it on TV for the first time, they were showing all these back footage of people waiting in line from the Chinese theater to see Star Wars. Like, I was like, oh, that's so cool. That's where people go see the movie, you know, because I was a little kid. And so it's just like I haven't actually seen Star Wars. Actually, I might have seen Rogue One. 
in the Giants Theater. But still, it's like, oh, man, like I'm seeing Star Wars at one of the most famous theaters in the world. Whatever. <laughs> no, that's not, that sounds awesome. I think it would be really great to see a movie like that, um, as opposed to It. It was good. <laughs> it was a good movie. I was pleasantly surprised by It and highly recommend it to anyone out there listening. I, I, um, I'll try to get around to seeing it someday. Someday. Yeah. someday. Well, I mean, I, I didn't have any intention of seeing it, saw it, and I was like, this is really good. You know, I, I don't know if Chris has completely left us, but... Um, no, he's back now. Oh, okay. Um, I, I know he had mentioned the, uh, the director um, uh, saying, you know, don't, don't watch this, don't get spoiled. There was one other aspect of, of this that I wanted to mention i guess or or new there's tons of news i guess that we could cover but uh this one i wrote down though the expected time of the uh the last jedi is going to be somewhere around two and a half hours have you heard this well that's about all of them i know george lucas always wanted to keep it between two hours and 20 minutes and two hours and 26 minutes because he called that the sweet spot of anything less than that you kind of feel cheated anything more than that you're kind of like oh this movie's dragging on right well i think it's going to be the longest of of all of the sagas now Hmm. so is what is what an article that i read so there's no there's no official time stamp on it yet but sign me up this was this had to do with basically this uh seating and run times for movie movie theaters and movie time so um so they were they were saying that it's expected to be the longer. Anyway, yeah, well, so, I mean, two two and a half is not that that bad. You know, it's well, like, Attack of the Clones is is the next longest movie, and wow. so hmm. kind of well, doesn't necessarily bode well. It just, I mean, I don't mind watching a long movie as long as it's well written out to be that way. You know, like with the uh, the new Blade Runner, it's to what two hours and forty six minutes. And I felt that one could have been edited just a little bit. You know, it, it's beautiful. It's got a really great wide shots and landscapes, but sometimes you're kind of like, okay, this this could have been edited out. You know, this could have been cut, uh, you know, a few seconds here, a few seconds there. But uh, it's still a good movie. It's funny, like, the, that original Blade Runner, there's, like, I don't know, how many different versions of that thing? Like, ten different eight, versions? Se- uh, seven or eight, eight, yeah. Yeah, you know, with varying run times between all of them, so... I hey, like news, news flash, news flash. Check this out. So as of um, 10, no, 11.02 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm still waiting to try and buy tickets on Fandango.com. <laughs> Stupid Fandango died hey, today. Hey, hey you'll, you'll still get to see it. I know, but I want to have, like, you know, digital tickets in phone. Mm-hmm. All right, Nick. I know you have a breakdown of this. You were we were busy. I mean, we we had to start like maybe 15, 20, half an hour late. Well, I mean, I guess. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, what did you want? You want like a very first one time seeing it and me trying to remember it, or you want a <laughs> thorough No, like, no, I want the Nick breakdown. That's yeah. that's Yeah. Well, it's just it's just, you know, what exactly what happens verbatim, so we'll get to it. So yeah. <laughs> Let's break it down. All right. So you, the first thing we see is what I assume is Kylo Ren. Um, it looked like if you see the back of him, it could have been, uh, the other general guy, but, uh, Kylo ran out. He's looking out what I assume is in the internal deck of a star destroyer. <clears throat> Cause you see, I couldn't make out what it was. It's probably the invasion fleet, uh, prior to them 
invading the resistance base. Because okay. you could definitely see a few TIE fighters in there, and it looked like landers in the middle. But you couldn't quite exactly yeah. make it out. The first time I saw it, I thought it was a factory of some type. But then That's the, exactly the second, my first thought, too, was a factory. Yeah, but the second but, time through, I thought it was more of a hang, of a hangar, as you discussed. Right. Yeah. Uh, then it cuts to uh, audio of Snoke. Uh, and I'm just going to say the whole, well, not the whole line, but closely. It's like, you know, when I found you and then pause, you know, I saw raw, untamed power. Pause. And beyond that, pause. And then you, you see like a quick scenes, like you see an ad at, ad at, a bunch of ad at approaching, we assume is resistance base. Uh, and then Kylo Ren leading in an army of uh, snow troopers. And then it cuts back to uh, Kylo kneeling, which we assume is also in front of Snoke. And then he reaches down, picks up his lightsaber, and then Snoke, you know, to finish off his line, says something truly special. And you don't know is 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 Kyle is a uh, is Snoke saying this to Kylo or is he saying it to Ray? Oh that's right, what, that's something I was kind of like you because know, you don't really know it's all voiceover, so it could be he could be saying it to anybody. Because like as soon as he says something truly special, it cuts back to Ray igniting the, the lightsaber. lightsaber. Yeah. yeah. And he's, they, he's picking up the lightsaber. She's igniting it. Igniting so, it, yeah. yeah. There's definitely a lot of echoing here because <clears throat> I thought it was interesting too because, you know, she, if you look at her face after she ignites it, there's almost like a weird, I don't know, or an unsure doubt kind of on her face when she's igniting it. It could have just been me, but like looking at her, looking into it too much. But that's what I thought. It was kind of like, I'm not sure what this is or what it does. Or she's just now, kind of scared of it. Here's what I want to know. About that scene, and a lot happened in that scene. But here's what I really want to know: is that why is it that those ad at walkers were walking on their knuckles? Yeah, I call them the clubfoot ad ats because what was that happen. about? Yeah, like he's, they're all like, <laughs> and they're stepping so, on ground that turns into blood. Like, what's going on there? <laughs> so apparently, I had heard them referred to as gorilla walkers. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So. Makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and that—that's all I know about that. So, I've been trying to stay somewhat spoilery-free as as much as possible. And dude, you knew the name of their assault vehicles. If you were not spoiler-free, my friend, probably not. I'm I'm pretty deep. But that makes sense, though. Like you know, have the, the way the way gorillas, you know, put their hands. It makes total sense if that's what they're calling. But them why? I have no idea. Maybe maybe it's to defend against uh, bananas. Know, well, people trying the rope trick. The Dude, I'm rodeo. telling you, the forced banana is going to be an Easter egg in this upcoming movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Forced banana. So, well, apparently this this movie was supposed to be called, uh, or the working title was Space Bear. So, oh, <laughs> Space Bear. I don't know. Yeah, Space Bear. So I have no idea what that means. So, but there you go. Go ahead, Nick. Okay. Continue with your breakdown. So, yeah, the next thing we see is uh, an overshot of the the island that Luke's on, which is where the, Je- the old Jedi temple is. And then another voiceover, but this one's by Ray, And she says, this whole thing inside of me has always been there. And then you see Ray giving Luke his lightsaber that we saw at the end of the last movie. And then a really quick cut to of Ray walking into a cave, which I assume is probably going to be her like Jedi trials or her going into kind of like in uh, Dagobah for Luke. It could just be me reading into it. Um, and then she says back to her voice where it says, and now it's awake. 
and I need help. And then it shows her really quickly, you know, practicing with her lightsaber and then attacking a rock apparently and stopping. I didn't really get why that was important, but <laughs> it's just kind of a weird thing. And then, uh, and then wait, wait, it kind of makes up for it though. Cause then you see like that thing where she has her hand on the ground and the rocks lifting up in the first teaser trailer, but you yeah. see the opposite of that. You see it from Luke's point of view. Cause like the ground behind her all cracks up and then you see Luke's face of kind of like in awe of like, Whoa, she just did that. So mm-hmm. that was that was really neat to see uh, Luke's face. Kind oh, of and to hear on. Luke talking. I yeah, mean, to me that, that was that was what made this trailer. Um, I liked this trailer um, better than than the first last uh, Jedi trailer that we got, just because we got more of that, like Luke walking around and talking, and he picks up the lightsaber. And I don't know, it's just. But well, he talks more in the trailer than he did the last movie. So. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Now, <laughs> well, Luke speaks here. This is Luke's, and I didn't quite understand it. Maybe you guys can hear it because I didn't have closed captioning on or anything. But it said, I've seen this, and then there's a word, and I didn't understand what he said. It's like, I've seen this, and it sounded said, like. I thought he said raw potential before. Okay, only one. He said, I heard some, I've seen this something that only once before, but I couldn't understand what that was. Uh, and then you but see. Maybe he said raw power or raw potential, but I thought. There was power echo. Makes sense, but yeah, I thought there was an echo back to what Snoke was talking about mm-hmm. at the very beginning. So, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, good. Yeah. So that scene, I was thinking about that before, and I was like, "Well, what is it that he's referring to? Mm-hmm. Um, what is it?" In rather than going into a um, faith no more um, <laughs> diatribe, what is it? Um, I was thinking about that, and what could he be referring to? And I think he's referring to himself, right? So, like when he, because he, he actually in, in a clip of uh, the, that hand rising up from rubble, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't know where that rubble is, or maybe you guys do. I'm not quite sure, um, but uh, he recognizes that, um, you know, he didn't he didn't realize it when he first saw it, and in my opinion, he's referring to himself back in. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Hmm. Um, and the, the idea that he knows what the destructive potential destructive force can be with the Jedi of that much power um, could be because he saw himself nearly go to the dark side, right? Um, or was very tempted to, to join his, his father, I should say. Um, that he, the fear that you saw in his face when he, uh, you know, that, that one scene where like, you're talking about the, the rock splits, he's like, holy, and he's like, <laughs> I think he's like legitimately getting scared because he doesn't know how mm-hmm. to properly um, contain is not the right word, but properly um, guide someone right. with that much power. And it reminds him of himself. And he says, I didn't, re- it didn't scare me at when I first saw it, but now it does or something like that. I forgot what the exact words were. No, that's pretty it, good. It's an interesting theory. Cause I've, I've always liked the, the fan theory. Cause you, you, there's no way to prove it or disprove it of Yoda and Obi-Wan intentionally undertrained Luke. You know, they gave him just enough to know and to fight, defend himself against Vader, but not to actually defeat him because they always believed that Anakin Vader was the chosen one, and only Anakin could defeat the Emperor, not Luke. There you go. And, and that was the reason why you know Luke was so easily defeated, and then Vader had to revert back to himself to defeat, 
which is why it's called Return of the Jedi. It's because Anakin returned. But uh, but that, I like that that, that uh, possibly after Jedi that Luke tried to tap into this, you know, like his own power, and then maybe that scared him, you know, or didn't scare him at the time. That that could be the scene in which you see him coming up from that rubble, right? right. So like, who knows? Maybe maybe that's him on on um, what is it? Uh, shoot, what's the Coruscant? No, not Coruscant. What's the island with the um, where where Anakin got fried up? Oh, oh, um, Mustafar. Musafar, because the the background in that shot was all red and fire and and whatnot. So perhaps that was him going oh. to the Musafar temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that'd be interesting. Because that's, like, you know, yeah. that's what's great there about were, theorizing. Yeah. yeah, there were rumors that uh, Mustafar. I thought there were rumors that Mustafar might appear in the last yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what a lot of people said about uh, Rogue One. Is like, why is that kind of unnecessary scene? of uh, the castle. moment of Mustafar and seeing Vader's castle. Like, why is that in there? And they were so saying, it's like, so you can have it set up for the next, and we're like, oh, look, this is Vader's where he yep. lived. Yep. Right. So possibly seeing kind of... Kind of I When he re- referred to that uh, power in someone, I thought he was talking about the Emperor. So yeah. So we've seen this before, and I thought he was referring to the Emperor because at that time, he didn't believe it. He didn't... I don't okay. know. That's, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, um, the because the only two examples we have in the in the original trilogy is in Empire when he when Yoda picks up the X wing, you know, when Luke couldn't do it, and he, you know, yep. he, I don't, and he goes, I don't believe it, and he goes, and that's why you fail, or that is why you fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then of course, and then in Jedi when Yoda tells him, do not underestimate the power of the Emperor, or yeah. suffer your father's fate, you will. And then what's he do? He underestimates the Emperor right out of the gate, and and that's what happened. And then so he goes, he knew nothing about force lightning. And all right. of a sudden the emperor is just frying him alive. And it's like, wow, I totally messed up dad. <laughs> so, yeah. You could have told me Ben. Yeah. Like you had a conversation with me as a force ghost and everything, but you didn't tell me like, Oh, by the way, you lightning. Know. lightning. He says, Yoda will always be with you. And he's like, Ben. And like in that whole conversation they have, like, not once. Could tell me anyway. you know, don't have any metal on you. You know, like it'll hurt. Heads up. Yeah, heads up. The emperor has some lightning electricity. Yeah. So watch out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah. So moving on. Uh, then it goes to Kylo uh, Ren, and you see him looking at his helmet, and I I kind of liked this this little uh, sequence. Because uh, you, you hear him go, you'll let the past die, and then he mm-hmm. gets frustrated, and, and he doesn't—he doesn't really quite show it if he throws his helmet or if he's just bashing his helmet. Because you do see it in from the first trailer, the helmet being completely demolished. Right. So you're not sure if that's when he does it or not. And then it cuts to Kylo's new Tie Fighter attacking the Resistance fleet really quickly, and then the voiceover says, "Kill it if you have to," and then it cuts mm-hmm. to Leia. Cuts to Leia. So you're kind of, they're already kind of showing you like he killed his dad in the previous film. So now he's coming after his mom, like in order to, and that's what he says, like in order to become what you were meant to be, you know, that that's the only way to, to do it is you have to kill your past. And then it shows him targeting the bridge that Leia is on. And then it's like shows her face concerned. Now, I don't know if he actually, if that's how they're going to choose to end Carrie Fisher's character, because obviously she's not going to be in the next one. But I would hate to see that. 
But it's clever. I and I don't think it will be, though. I thought that, too. I was like, oh, so that's how they're going to handle Carrie Fisher. Um, uh, I think it would be too much on the nose. I thought it was kind of a mislead. I thought that whole Yeah, thing was because if you, if, you, if you look at what's going on in the scene and when he's flying his totally BA starship, right, um, it's an intense battle. Like, the fit's hitting the shan. Like, things are going right crazy. And then you look at the scene of Leia or General Organa, or whatever the heck her name is in this timeline. Um, she's like on the bridge, and people are like, you know, having a cup of coffee. You know, no, no big deal. It's like it wasn't like they were at battle stations when that, they showed that, that clip of her. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think that was a, a miss. Um, a miss. Uh, what am I looking for? Red Fill herring? Blank for me. Not a red herring. Guide? Yeah. I'm just going to pour some more wine. <laughs> misdirection misdirection that's what i'm looking for okay we got there nailed it <laughs> so Cheers. how's your uh, how's your fandango tickets coming yeah so update <laughs> it's uh currently 11 16 p.m eastern standard time um and i still have yet to be able to purchase tickets to this movie it's not going to come out for for a couple months yeah fair enough <laughs> all right uh what else happens? I, I remember okay. that sequence, no. and I like the the sh- him showing him targeting the uh... right. But his thumbs never actually go onto the the triggers, so that's that's something like you wonder if it's like a hesitation, you know. Mm. Uh, but that's that cut, and then it cuts to uh, Chewie and our new uh, pulled pork <laughs> characters. <laughs> and you kind of wonder, like you know, how much is Chewie really going to play a role now that Han's not in it, and and what's he going to do in this movie? Yeah, but I don't know, it was a really quick scene, and then it cuts to uh, to Poe and a lot oh, of lightning. Oh, good. I where are they flying? Like I saw this a couple times, and it's like it's crazy. I mean, it looks like what's going on. I don't know. Like I, I from what little I I think is going to happen is that I don't I have no idea what what Chewie's role in the movie is going to be. Yeah, uh, he's the one that's really up in the air. Like from what I understand is like a. Uh, Finn has got like a secret mission to infiltrate back into the, the the first order, and that's his you know sub story. And then, of course, uh, uh, what's his name? The the pilot Poe. Poe, you know, yeah. is it's kind of like the whole Hoth thing where like you know the resistance gets destroyed, and he's leading the resistance, you know, and and it, he'll be in charge of all the space battles. But you know, it's, it, and it's going to be a. I think that's another reason why it's going to be such a longer film is because you've got you're probably going to have at least four stories in right. one movie. Right. But no, like that's it, true. It, it'd be interesting to see what they do with Chewie though, as in like what yeah. story, what storyline is he going to be attached to? I hope that he eats the pork at the end. That'd be cool. <laughs> that would be really like totally unexpected. Like here's your cute creature. And he, oh. I, that's actually something I was really, really disappointed with in episode three is that you hear, you know, Han in episode four saying, you know, like Wookiees rip, you know, the arms out of people's sockets when they lose. And like, you're on a planet that's full of Wookiees and we don't see one arm get ripped off. It's like, come on. It's like, how many limbs have we lost in this entire saga? And we don't get to see a Wookiee rip a limb off. Yeah. True. <laughs> no, he takes a he takes a little a little porg wing right off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the porg just grows one back. So. 
Um, uh, yeah. So it cuts to, to Poe, and you hear him say over a lot of really quick uh, battle shots, uh, say, like, we have the spark that will light the fire that will burn the First Order down. Of course, he said hmm. a lot more dramatic than what I said, the way I said it. But And then so that's what you're seeing. You're seeing a, a lot of quick shots of space battles, and you assume you know, he's in charge of it and doing all this. And then it cuts to, to Finn uh, in a uniform, and I guess we assume he's probably a Star Destroyer inside of a Star Destroyer, and you see him fighting uh, Phasma, Captain Phasma. Right. And she kind of, it was the way that they shot that, like her face when like they're actually fighting, it was almost like a Vader look of mm-hmm. like the way that her helmet was tilted. And I was like, oh, that, huh. that's kind of weird. Um, I'm going to make a prediction. Sure. I, I hate the fact that I'm going to make this prediction. Here it comes. I think Phasma is going to turn in this movie. Oh, Maybe. turn good? Yep. Huh. I, I mean, some someone will probably turn, and I just don't want it to be a Lando situation where it's like, oh, okay, whatever. See, that I think that 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 head tilt that you're referring to is almost like I think that she was feeling. I'm drawing conclusions here, but like, I think that she was like kind of this held head tilt, like, oh my goodness, maybe he's fighting for what's right. I think Phasma's going to turn good. I think she was like, hmm. He's he's kind of short for a stormtrooper. Yeah. <laughs> like well it. done. Like well it. done. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'd like to see her take off the mask though, but maybe that's something that we won't see until episode three or nine. Sorry, got to go by multiples of three now. Yeah. Crazy. Wait, she didn't take off the mask in the. Uh... Nope. No. No. There's only that picture of her on the cover of Vanity Fair where she's like got the mask off. Wait, seriously? Yeah. yeah. Seriously. She she only had like three scenes. But wasn't mm-hmm. it one of those scenes like she, that she was talking to about whatever? Like, oh, no, don't worry about him. He's fine. Blah, blah, blah. Like, she has her helmet on. But she oh, has her helmet no on. No way. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts back to uh, Luke again speaking in a very forbidding voice, you know, like a, a dark. And that's one of the things that was interesting about all the all of his lines were kind of dark in this trailer. And it says, this is not going to go the way you think. And that really is an open-ended line. You know, I mean, you assume he's talking to Ray uh, and she's trying to be optimistic or something. And he's basically telling her, you know, like you're naive. Right. So like, this is like the point where like, he's kind of going through the whole thing, like breathe, (laughs) breathe, just breathe, man. It's cool. Just breathe. And we've gotten to like, poop your pants level four at this point. Like, I think he's actually like realizing as he's force pooping his shorts, like, Oh my God, like this is something's going to happen here. Like this is not your typical Jedi Academy. Like something's something's going down and this is not going to end well, which is why he's so scared about what's going to happen with Ray. Well, it made me actually Get a little concerned because I, I don't like all the echoing, you know. From the can last can we have the episode tell be forced poop your pants? By the way, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it made me think that she is kind of being like Luke in Empire, and that she cuts her training short, you know, and is arrogant enough to think, "Oh, I've got this," you know. And he's already Uh-oh. saying, "Like I've done this before. I mm-hmm. left without completing my training, and this is mm-hmm. a bad idea," you know. Sure. And that's what made me think it was because hmm. uh, in the next thing you see, not to cut this conversation short, cause it's good, but 
because uh, you see Snoke saying that fulfill your destiny. And this is what led you know, to the beginning when Snoke is saying, when I found you, I saw raw untamed power. And beyond that, you know, he could totally be talking to Ray because that's what you see. You see him say, fulfill your destiny. And it cuts to Snoke. You barely see him, but he's in frame. Right. Holding up Ray vertical and she's screaming. So he is mm-hmm. clearly using the force to hold her up and probably, you know, spreading her bones out or whatever, you know, like a, like a rack, you know, he just, and just, and she's under torture. So, so clearly she underestimated him. Yeah. No, I, th- I thought that was, uh, and they, they only showed you so much of Snoke too. It was like they, they purposely kind of pushed him. It's like, you can just see him just mm-hmm. a little bit in that frame. So, uh, but clearly using the force though, and a force wielder, because up to this point, we've just thought that perhaps he was just a puppeteer. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm, I mean, so. I'm, I, I've always thought he was uh, um, Darth Plagueis. Right. I'm still kind of clinging to that. That that's because I, I think that would just be the coolest if that's what happened. Uh, but you never know. Yeah. Um, and then you have one last little bit. Um, if you guys don't remember, uh, yeah. and it cuts to Ray her final little bit where she goes, "I need someone." And then pause, you know, to show me oh, my right. place in all this. And then it cuts to Kylo, which is this is the really the main scene. I thought, oh, that's clever how they kind of cut this two things together. But I don't think these are actually scenes that go together. Uh, it says, and it just show, cuts to Kylo with his hand extended out, like, "Join me," you know. Mm-hmm. And but if you look at it, the, her background is very dark, um, like rocky area, and then where he looks like he looks like he's standing on Mustafar or somewhere because you see like a bridge he's standing on, and then like a lava or some kind of fire uh, trickling down behind him. And so it doesn't make me think they're in the same setting. Interesting. Yeah. Could be another misdirection there with that. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I could totally see him still kind of doing the same thing of like, I can show you, you know, who you, cause that's what he's doing in the last movie. He was like, you need training, you need proper thing. I can do this for you. And that would be fine. I just don't want it to be a whole, like, you know, come with me. I'm your brother. And together we can. Oh, you know, sure. <laughs> I would just like throw my popcorn at the movie at that point. Yeah, you, know, like, you would even. Yeah, you would do that, <laughs> wouldn't you? You would. Just, I would. You would throw down all of your Star Wars fandom. You would. I would. Like, I, I'm actually might come with a tomato, just prepared. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. You know? you imagine like you were sitting in a big IMAX theater, and all of a sudden someone threw a tomato at the screen, and just. <laughs> 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 I would actually, I would actually love that if that happened. But <laughs> <clears throat> well, that was the trailer for the most part. I mean, I, I really liked it. I, I thought there's a lot of little things for you to think about and analyze. And like I said, I only watched it three times, and that's what I took away from it. Uh, no, that's I'm, sure great. Of, I'm sure tomorrow, if I actually get a break at work, I might actually Google some other people's reactions to the trailer and see what yeah. little check, hidden check Easter eggs some, they found. Check out so some we, we, we're a little bit late to the game because uh, Kevin Smith is currently, as we speak, doing a, a Facebook live and digging questions and talking about the, the, um, the trailer. And then I might Whoa. have to go back and listen to what he has to say. You know, the thing is I, I like Kevin Smith, but like his last couple of times where he said, trust me, this is good. He has been so off that I'm just like, you know, I don't take your opinion. For example, anymore. go ahead. Uh, Star Wars episode seven. <laughs> oh boy well he 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 actually went on set while they were filming it and got to read the screenplay 
that JJ gave him. Uh, and he his tweet while they were filming it was, I think this might be the best Star Wars film ever. Uh, it made me cry reading the screenplay. And so that sets the bar really high, you know, when you're when you're saying that. And I remember watching it, you know, being a little disappointed. So I was like, well, maybe Kevin Smith doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> so something we haven't discussed on, on this show is um, the, the announcement of a the firing of, of Colin uh, from oh, yeah, episode yeah. nine. Uh, hurrah. And uh, then, of course, the, the rehiring of, of J.J. Abrams to take over the mantle of the rest of the saga. So, uh, Nick, I know your opinions on that. Chris, how do you feel? <laughs> oh, I was on mute. I'm sorry. So you're saying what, what, my, what are my opinions on the firing? Well, the hiring of J.J. Abrams. Like, did, were you like, oh, yay, or were you like, meh? So I think it, it – okay, I love I love J.J. Abrams. I think he's fantastic, and the dude can – can walk on water as far as it comes to, to making movies for me and TV shows. Um, at the same time, I, I, I am of sound mind and realize that that is an extremely safe road to take. And I think that right now the safe road is not the best road. I think that they need to go on a limb. I think they need to go out and do something crazy. Um, and I only hope that, um, JJ can realizes that and he has to break free of, of his play it safe. Cause I mean, if you think about it, you look at star Trek, right? So star Trek was kind of his first big foray um, after his TV. Like, uh, well, actually, technically he did. Um, what did he do? Cloverfield beforehand. I'm not quite sure, but Cloverfield was very, was very daring, but mm-hmm. Star Trek was, um, was, was cool, but he had, he had an, an open road in front of him. He didn't, no matter what he did, he was going to do right because no one has made a great Star Wars movie before him, um, in the last 15 years. Um, this, I believe like he, he's coming towards the end of a project. I think he's coming towards the end of, of trying to tie in all these storylines and try and tie in, um, essentially the or to put out the fire that he started with episode seven <laughs> and yeah. I think that um, it could go one of two ways I think it's gonna it's either going to go vanilla and it's gonna be a very Disney produced you know fairy tale ending mm-hmm. or he's gonna look at this and being like I cannot be the guy that I grew up hating watching movies i have to go out there and i have to be the stone cold ba that is going to put together the most amazing ending to a star wars saga ever and i believe it's a 60 40 split right now a 60 percent chance of it being going to go safe in vanilla and a you know 40 percent chance of him going out there and and uh and shaking it up a little bit so i'm, I'm hoping for the latter uh, yeah i 100 agree with you you know uh I have nothing against J.J. Abrams as a director. I think he's a great, capable director who actually does have some very interesting tricks up his sleeve. Um, I think... <laughs> Sounds like you're talking about a politician. <laughs> no, aren't they all? <laughs> Directors and politicians. Anyway, go uh, ahead. But yeah, like, uh, I, I, the difference between him doing episode seven and episode nine is episode seven, he was really handcuffed. I think because they kind of had an idea of like, this is what we want you to do. 
and mm-hmm. we're not going to give you a lot of leeway to do it. This one, he's got a lot more creative control in how he wants to tell episode nine. So if he wants to get creative and actually hire good writers to, to, to give it some kind of direction, he can do it. But I, I agree with you, Kristen, that Disney is still going to micromanage the crap out of him to make it. Because, I mean, look what they've already done to Rogue One and, and the Han Solo movie and that, you know, they're firing directors who are trying to be a little risky. And um, uh, I, I would say the one thing with Rogue One, though, is that at least at least with Gareth Edwards, there was some uh, like, I don't know. I, I I felt I felt Rogue One took some chances. Oh, it did absolutely, and and they were still able to stick the landing with Gareth Edwards, still at the helm without any bad blood, I guess. See, but it's different though because Gareth what? Edwards literally had a sandbox in which he could play. You know, he had a beginning, and he had an ending. And he right. had a top and he had a bottom. Like there, That's there, true. there was, there's literally only so much that he could do with that actual um, two hours of, of however long it was of, of Star Wars um, saga. Like it was, it was literally a finite area in which he could work. And as, as I'm not a film director, I can't even pretend to, to say, to speak like I, I know what I'm talking about when it comes to this, but like, when it comes to putting together a really unique and creative and, um, you know, push the boundaries movie, that was pretty easy for him, I would have to assume, in that sense. Because comparatively speaking, I should say, to someone who's directing, um, writing uh, episode eight and nine, right? I mean, because you are literally, you have it, there's, there's nothing canon before you write. Right. Everything is new mm-hmm. before you write. Or before you direct, and that was not the case with with uh, with Rogue One. Granted, I loved Rogue One. I think Rogue One was a phenomenal flick. I I, I enjoyed every second of it. Um, I think it fit in very very well, despite many of its criticisms. Um, but I think the the plan and the the idea of of actually ha- having to execute what the end of this Star Wars saga, for at least for now, if Lucasfilm has anything to say about it, it might be sure. going on forever. Who knows? But like, this is this is the story. Like, this is it. Like you, like the same thing with George Lucas going for episodes one, two, and three. Like he had an end game. Yeah. Right. You know, he had he had like a, a bigger sandbox of plan than Gareth did. But like at this point, like here it is. Like J.J. Abrams, you have been charged with literally the this. Sh- I almost just swore on our podcast, but the, <laughs> no, the ship. The shippiest, <laughs> the shippiest job in directing, but the best job in directing and writing you could possibly ask for. Um, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. And at the end of the day, I mean, unless you're Nick, like he's he's pretty much going to put out a really great product. Like he, no matter what you, what he does, I think it's going to be a, a great result. I just think it's going to vary as to what it could be. Um, but yeah, that's that's just my that's my two cents. I I was hoping for a. Uh, Steven Spielberg. Um, but I think Spielberg had said, though, that when Lucas sold it, he would, would not do it because he didn't want to betray his friend that way. Because I know Lucas, you know, he originally wanted Spielberg right. to write Return of the Jedi. Right. And uh, when Lucas had to pull out of the Director's Guild and Spielberg couldn't do it. Yeah. And I think, I think Spielberg really would love to do a Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think that's what he said after Lucas sold that he wasn't going to do it. 
But uh, I mean, I would have even liked it if Lucas came back to do episode nine. It would people would have laughed about it, but it's like mm-hmm. you know what? Let him finish his his movies. Right. You know, be, uh, it would be interesting. It would be really interesting, actually. But I mean, I, least, I mean, you couldn't. You didn't have to make him a head director. You could have at least yeah. made him an assistant or like co head director or just something. But it's like you know what? Let him do it. It's his. It's his vision. Hmm. But I know I got laughed at a couple times by some people who I wrote that. <laughs> well, um, just to, we're kind of coming towards the end of our, our show here. So just to kind of finalize a, a few a few things, um, we we did kind of want to mention or at least talk about, or at least I did, <laughs> uh, Rebels a little bit because it is coming back next week, October 16th, I believe is the premiere of season four. It's the final season. Uh, I'm a big fan of the show, um, and it it definitely grew on me. So I think I think Chris, you haven't seen it, Nick. I know you oh, have yeah. seen it, and we've talked about it actually several times. Yeah. Um, I don't know if half of that has been recorded or if half of that's just been off air. <laughs> it's true. I don't know either. I mean, we, I mean, uh, I know that Chris said we had a little bit of feedback on Facebook, so I don't want to take up too much time talking about Rebels. Um, but yeah, like I, I think the first season we've talked about that. Like the first season was a real struggle for me uh, of Rebels because it's a lot of setting up of characters that you have no attachment to, and it's all very typical Disney of innocence and and sure. all that. And then, but it doesn't get good until the last episode of season one, and then after that's when you're like, oh, this just got interesting. And when you're introducing yeah. Vader and, re- and you reintroduce Ahsoka Tano and and a lot of the different elements of the force and uh, I, I, yeah, I've enjoyed it ever since. Yeah. And there's, there's always a couple filler episodes, I will say per season, season two and, and oh, yeah. season three, there's Any, about 20 episodes. Anything um, with, uh, with, uh, what's his name? The, the, the smuggler guy. Uh, oh yeah. Hondo. Hondo. Anything with Hondo is immediate eye roll to me. I'm like, Oh, why do I have to keep watching Hondo? No one cares about Hondo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he is kind of I don't know, love him or leave him kind of kind of character. But uh, I will I will say that uh, you know in, in those other seasons, the kind of subsequent seasons, I believe uh, you get to see Princess Leia. Uh, Lando makes a cameo. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, the droids do. Um, and uh, recently, most recently, Obi Wan Kenobi, the old Ben that. Yeah. Uh, we're more familiar with uh, actually gets to make a, a cameo. And um, so even if you're maybe behind, you haven't checked out this show, I, I highly recommend it. If you, you have, and if you're familiar with it, um, what I at least wanted to kind of mention is, is that uh, uh, our next episode will cover and kind of review the, uh, the season premiere. Um, it's kind of a follow-up episode. So we'll dig a little deeper, I guess, maybe into rebels yeah, uh, on that episode, do do some recaps of must need to know information. Yeah, I think that's 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 probably a good good place to to kind of um, leave that as far as like a nugget of what's to come. And if you have uh, some feedback that you want to send us uh, directly about that episode, send it to the force is well done at gmail dot com. That's all spelled out. The force is well done at gmail dot com, um, and then. Uh, Chris, tell, you us how you like, tell us how you like your Porg. 
And did you force poop your pants after watching this uh, this recent trailer? Um, we did. We did have a few uh, comments. I posted that we're recording this evening on the Facebook page. Uh, you can find that uh, Facebook page. Both the jjack.com, I'm sorry, the facebook.com slash jjack, as well as on the patron page. And you can become a patron um, very easily by going to um, our website. <laughs> if you go to jjack.com, you can actually click the link to become a patron. And for as little as $5 per month, you can actually have access to the members only. And you don't get a jacket, but it is a members only Facebook page. Um, in which we have various amounts of uh, posts and discussions started by uh, the hosts of all the, the podcasts on the Jay and Jack Network, as well as all of our listeners who have hit that $5 Patreon level. And an extra podcast. Um, yeah, an extra podcast, right. We yeah. have the uh, the Ramblecast After Dark, in which yeah. I can uh, take away my swear filter and let loose. Uh, but... Check that out if you have an opportunity. Um, it is a great site. It's a great community. We get a lot of our source, a lot of our materials from the conversations we have uh, with you guys on that page. Um, but I did post on both the, the public facing as well as the patron group that we were recording tonight. And we had some, we had a, lot, a lot of likes and we had a, a little bit of discussion come up from there. And the first comment that came through was um, Jay, from Janie Mora. And she says, my seven-year-old daughter yelled, no, Ray can't go to the dark side. She was into it, referring to the trailer as much as she was uh, oh, since uh, Jamie, wow. Janie. So um, I'm wondering how my daughter is going to react to it, to seeing this tomorrow. So I know, right? I know. And then, um, yeah, I feel the same way. And somebody had mentioned, um, or actually, no, I'm sorry, it was Greg right after. Greg Post replied to Janie's comment and said, maybe she and Kylo will join together as neither light nor dark. Hmm. That's a thought, right? Yeah. Yeah, we've discussed the gray area in there. Okay. Yeah, and then there's a, there's a little bit more feedback from Greg Gregory, and he mentions in a little bit of a longer post, and it says, really enjoyed the trailer. I didn't spoil much, and he gave a lot of great setup for the characters. I loved how they're often paired up. Luke and Ray, Ray and Kylo, Kylo and Leia, Finn and Phasma, Chewie and Porg, haha, and so on. <laughs> actually, that's a great point. I, I didn't think about that. Um, it says, the trailer makes it seem like Ray will go dark, but I don't buy it. I think it'd be something different. Not dark, but not the expected light side journey. Loved a lot of the visuals and shots. Glad we're getting a space fight this time around. Very reminiscent of the beginning of Revenge of the Sith in the fight over Coruscant. Yep, I can see that. Will be cool to see something uh, like that with a competent director behind it. Ooh, ooh slight dig. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll keep this uh, short and somewhat general. Or I could go on all day. Based on this trailer, I'm really anticipating what will go down between Kylo and Leia. I think it's going to be mm -hmm. impactful no matter what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good call, Greg. I mean, I, I think we, we, we kind of talked about that briefly um, about 15 minutes ago and talking about, you know, we don't know what exactly is going to happen with Leia and how they're going to kind of uh, manage that situation um, with the, the minimal footage that they do have. Yeah. Uh, but who knows? We'll, we'll, we shall see. Only time will tell. That's that that about wraps it up from the uh, the Facebook group. But uh, thanks guys for for posting on that post so last minute. Um, but again, if you, if you want to provide more feedback for us to cover on the show, you can reach out to us directly as uh, as Matt had said at the force is well done at gmail.com that the force is well done at gmail.com. You can also hit up our various Twitter and Instagram feeds as well. 
That's right. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Those are uh, easy ways to kind of help out the show. Uh, we always appreciate it. Uh, you can also uh, shop through Amazon at, uh, I believe it is, uh, what is it? J and Jack slash Amazon? It is J and Jack.com slash Amazon. Yeah, that's what it is. Thank you. Um, I just actually picked up recently. Um, so as you guys know, may or may not know, I had some work done in my basement. Uh, I did some oh, painting in, in my podcast room, a.k.a. my dining room. Nick and Matt, you can see my, my walls look a little bit different, a little bit cleaner, a little bit nicer, a lot less kid artwork on the wall. Oh, and there was so much smoke haze on the wall, too, before. Yeah, there was not. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's lies, lies, lies. Um, but the um, I actually recently picked up a floor steamer. <laughs> <laughs> product, product placement. Um, I, I, cause I wanted to steam my, the tile floor. I have tile floor in my kitchen and in my dining room. And I picked up a, a Bissell steamer for like 85 bucks. And it was awesome. Got it on jjack.com slash Amazon. Nice. Um, for all your steaming cleans, clean. Yes, that's right. And if you forest poop your pants, you might need to steam clean your underwear. Who knows? I'm not making it the show title. <laughs> forest poop, forest poop, for hashtag forest poop. Put that in your face on uh, Twitter, will you? I would like to to thank uh, some special patrons that do make each and every uh, episode of the uh, Jane Jack uh, podcasting uh, network possible, and that is Tack from Tokyo, Molly the Millennial, uh, Ed the Mailman, and uh, Eckhart. How can we? Eckhart Ricker, but it's Ed the letter carrier, you son of a B. Will you stop oh, being sexist? I, and get it right. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, I need to write it down. I just write down their first names, I, and then I try to remember the last part. Matt's new top ten list on the Ramblecast is the top ten ways you can offend people, and there's number seven, including our patrons. So yes, we appreciate you and doing what you do. So. Um, Anyway, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, like uh, we just talked about for the last five minutes, there's different ways that you can help support us. And um, otherwise, uh, tune in next time. Uh, again, we're going to recover. I actually have one more person to thank, oh. Matt. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, go for it. You, I, hey, I, you know what? I would I would love to thank I'm, at 1146 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Fandango because <laughs> I still have not been able to place the order for tickets to go see this movie on opening night. Thank you, Fandango GFY. There you go. That was the update that we needed. That would that would be the title. Thank you, yeah. Fandango GFY. Uh, <laughs> anyway, join us next time. We'll we're gonna talk about Rebels and uh uh Great show, guys. It's one in a million, right? Sure. It's <laughs> a semi-truck blared by. So. I think we can get the one in a million thing at least two or three more episodes. What? But it's just how I sign off the show. It's kind of like, <laughs> great shot, kid. That was one in a million. Oh, we, 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 get, we get the reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't get, don't me... get penis Okay. <laughs> by the way, I did wear the shirt to the show so. yeah he did so for those for those listening and not watching because it's everybody except for us um so matt is now the steward from beavis and butthead of um of owen Baruz. he's currently wearing the the star wars the last jedi t-shirt kind of like a, a la winger it's not it's not just star wars it's the last jedi star yeah. wars he's, he's, very specific. he's, he's not- wearing the t-shirt of the trailer that just aired it's kind of like wearing the t-shirt of the band you're gonna go see i just had to meta out tonight okay are you, are you gonna wear are you gonna wear that to the opening night theater at the theater not anymore 
<laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us. He's going to go dress his room. One in 1,000. He's going to go.